how should you plan for when your home becomes too small or when the next one gets too big? At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan. Whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build. Banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank, equal housing lender. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Walls Fancast. Uh, Ryan Hooper here and uh, we're recording this um, just, just I guess, an hour or so after the game against Sheffield United where um, unfortunately um, we came a cropper by a last minute goal. We'll go into the details regarding the game and we'll also look ahead um, to our next game against Everton. Uh, joining me to... I'm going to say get through this because I guess as Wolves fans you'll probably be feeling it, um, but let's let's call it therapy. Um, is um, let's go alphabetical order. We've got Jordan. Jordan, how you doing? Shit, mate. How about you? Yeah, probably the same. <laughs> That'll probably be the theme of it tonight. But we'll make the best of it as as we can. And uh, and also Stu's joining us. Stu, how are you, mate? I'm just glad I'm not sitting on the couch for two hours after watching that. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, well, it was, yeah, it's that, that, um, that's a I suppose, yeah, <laughs> it's silver linings all over the place. That's all we can hope for at the minute. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll go in we'll go into detail in terms of as much as we can because uh, everyone listening will will have seen the game potentially, so they'll they'll kind of know how it went. So, we'll we'll cover it as best we can because we're here to put podcasts out and. Um, you know, we're, we're really grateful for for your support and listening to us. So we'll go on to the, the game. But I'll just take you back, gents, to um, around about five o'clock uh, this evening, uh, which was an hour before the game against Sheffield United. Um, we didn't know potentially what Nuno would do in regards to team selection. I know there was a lot of talk pre-game about Pedence and maybe the, the special measure, measures even that we're going to to potentially see him involved. I know Nuno hinted at that. What, what, I guess there's two points to this. Were you surprised? And what were your thoughts about the one change being uh, Jota coming back in for Dendonka? Um, Jordan, do you want to start with your thoughts on the team initially as you saw it when it was announced today? Yeah, well, I was on the, um, <clears throat> I was on the, the Arsenal podcast on Saturday as well. And I said that, I think he got it wrong there in the fact of I think we should have played three four three against Arsenal, and also said that the game for three five two was probably today. Um, but having lost to Arsenal, we had to play three four three and be a bit more expansive. And yeah, I mean the, the, it was that all that arguably that's our best eleven really anyway. So I was quite happy with it pre-game, and I think first half we huffed and we puffed a little bit, so I couldn't really moan about that. Except after what's happened after that first half where. Myself and probably a lot of Wolves fans have got issues with. Um, so, yeah, I was happy with the team selection. I'm really shocked that Pedence didn't even get a minute. Um, I don't know what he's got to do to get a game. But, yeah, we'll talk about Nuno in a bit. No, absolutely. And, and Stu, for yourself, thoughts on, on the team initially as, as it was announced? 
Well, like Jordan said, that's our best uh, starting eleven. It has been for nearly two years, and you look at it and you think, okay, it's our best formation, our best lineup. What can possibly go wrong? And then he just didn't let him play, and he just had the shackles on him for the whole game. You think, well, what's the point? <laughs> the the only problem playing like that from the start, you've got no way to change it up other than just keeping it solid afterwards, um, which is what's worked for us in the first three games against, admittedly, shit teams. Um, and even then, we didn't create chances. So I think, well, OK, this has got to be a way of actually doing something in the first half for a change rather than being bottom of the first half league. So, but like I said in the... I know we're not supposed to mention the group chat, but I said nil-nil before kickoff as it was blatantly obvious. Because we just don't, we've got no creativity whatsoever. But if it's not from Traore, it's it's a joke now. And I I said four minutes for Pedence before the team lineup came up came out, and I'm not even surprised that he didn't feature whatsoever. Because why would he play? He ain't played already. Campana hasn't featured. Vinagre hasn't played since the restart or been anywhere close. He's been on the bench, just freshening something up. It's like we've got five. We can make five subs, but we don't. We don't barely made three anyway. It's just a. It was sadly inevitable in a way. Not the, the, the losing in the last minute, obviously, but to not create a single. To what was two two shots on goal, maybe on target. I just don't see anything out of it whatsoever, and that was with our best team. I think this is it, and I, and I think to to that point, you know, with with the selection, the way I saw it was, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Dendonka, for example, but uh, you know, you can't really argue that that is our, our best eleven. But it was a case, and I think Stu made a good point there of playing your cards up front, you know, in terms of this is a team and this is what we've got. So you think, well, potentially, you know, it would have we would have seen perhaps a different first half performance to the ones that, that we've seen so far, but we'll, we'll talk about the first half. If, if we can, um, a game of few chances as Stu's referred to there, um, really not much in the, the first half. I think one thing I, as I was making notes was Traore, um, looks as if he's still struggling in terms of his shoulder, but it didn't really affect him as, as a game overall. Um, and then the only other real point within the game, which is probably worth a discussion um, at best, was um, I mean, actually, well, I want to get both your views on Jota, actually, because Jota was fouled by um, O'Connell in the game as well. Was a book in the right decision for that one, which ended up with a Neves free kick? Yeah, I think he was. There was more than enough cover because um, you had you had one just behind him and one to the side, so I, it never even crossed my mind that, that that would be a red until you just you mentioned it just. Um, but yeah, I mean, first half was better than our first half since the restart. But again, that's not saying much, is it? Um, as soon as Troy Ray, as soon as he went down holding his shoulder, you think, well, that's him gone for the game. And it pretty much was because yeah. he was, I mean, he whipped in two or three decent balls, but they weren't at the standard of what he's delivered against West Ham, um, for instance. So it was better than it has been, but still you never felt like we was going to score. And the, the whole on, it's dropped to Ruben Neves. We know what's going to happen. It's going to go over the bar. He's, he, scoring from distance is almost oh, the off chance now rather than the norm in the uh, amount I of mean, games he's played for us. It, it's getting yeah. a bit... It's starting to piss me off a bit because you can, it's so predictable 
when we went from being so fluid to start with, and at times we're devastating, but at times like this, in the in new no dips, which I'm afraid to call, um, call it as, we're just so predictable. And, and though I said it in commentary, it was so easy just to, to nullify us by locking off Johnny and Doherty. If Cody can't release the ball or Nevis or Matinho can't get the ball wide, we don't go through the middle because them two are holding midfielders. So you, you're calling them your strikers pulling deep, but then who's up top? It's just, we we never have had a plan B and it's got us so far. But to make that next step up, I think this and Arsenal, especially on Saturday, kind of affirmed that, yeah, we're way, way off the Champions League. And we, I'm quite thankful that that silly dream's now over and we can talk about reality again. But yeah, the first half was better. <laughs> <clears throat> Jordan, what did you what did you think in terms of the the first half? And I think picking up on on Stu as well, did you think Traore? Would you think it was his, his shoulder which affected his game, or also do you think to to that point tactically he didn't have a lot of room, did he? He he didn't have too much freedom. I know second half he came inside a little bit, had a little bit more joy, and we'll talk about maybe the substitution in a little while. But what were your thoughts on on the first half generally? I thought. <clears throat> it's probably our best first half post lockdown, and that's mad to say because I mean we went in nil nil and we weren't exactly fantastic, but you felt like there was a we had a bit of impetus going our way. Um, Troy all right, I thought you know I, I thought he was really poor tonight um, overall. Like we've, we've expected to see much better than that off him, but again you know he's played with a dislocated shoulder so. It ain't his fault, really. We should have the ability to be able to... If someone's dislocated the shoulder, it should be going to a and getting it put back in its socket, not running around for another 60 minutes. Like, but Nuno don't want to make a sub, does he? It must be like... I reckon we must be struggling financially with all these appearance fees. I reckon that's what it is. <laughs> Something's gone. <clears throat> there's no excuse for me. And, like, you know what? I'm... I'm not, I can't say I'm sick of it, but ultimately, people have got to be accountable for when they do good things and when you do bad things. That's just life. And Nuno, the last two games, has got it horribly wrong for me. Horribly wrong. And yeah. it, doesn't make, it doesn't change anything. I still think, you know, still love him for everything he's done. But he's got us into a position pre-Arsenal where Champions League was a real possibility. We're pro- arguably, probably, well, well, with the informed team and probably a lot of people fancy us to nudge at least one of the teams out of there. And he's got us that point. And he's bottled it tonight. He bottled it Saturday. And yeah, he, like I said, he, I said it in the group as well. Like, you know, he ultimately he, he has bottled some big moments for Wolves. Um, you know, going back to the semi-final last year as well, his subs cost us then. It's cost us against Arsenal and it's cost us against Sheffield United. And I, even I feel bad about moaning about it because I love him. And, you know, every Wolves fan, he's, you know, it's the best team we've ever seen. But you've got to be accountable where you, you fuck up. And he's fucked up the last two games, unfortunately. And yeah, that, that Champions League dream is over now, unless we're going to win the Europa League, which I do think is a possibility, especially over 90 minutes, one legged ties, if we get past Olympiacos, because we're quite good defensively. Like, you know, we, we, can, we can take teams deep, it might suit us, but. Um, I think in the league now, that's completely gone now. And that's the most disappointing thing, really, is that we've we've got to a position and the last two games, we haven't laced a glove on Sheffield United or Arsenal. And I just think it's not good enough, to be honest with you. 
So fifteen minutes in, we got two fucks there. <laughs> so we're just <laughs> to rate it at the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you no, might just, just want to come along. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, well, we're going to to, to Nuno, and I'm interested to get Stu's thoughts as as, as well. Um, so we we got to half time, and I think we generally agree that actually it wasn't great, but all things considered. Knowing, I guess, how confident we are with our second half performance, that you know there wasn't really any concerns. I mean, the stats are, are crazy. You may have heard it on on commentary, which I've stolen it from, that we get twelve uh, first half, um, is it twelve first half goals and thirty three second half goals in the Premier League. So it shows, you know, such a, a change in terms of um, you know the, the result and, and, and attacking flair. So we were pretty even at half-time. Um, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of the second half, so I'll move on to Stu in a, in a moment. You're looking for a change. Um, if I'm being devil's advocate for me with a Dendonka change, I kind of got it because I thought, well, he's looking to change the formation of the, the team. He, you know, we're struggling on the flanks, the wing-backs with Cody and so forth, and he's perhaps looking at an extra man in midfield. What did you think to the second half, generally, Stu? And what did you think of the changes or lack thereof? I thought that the change was pathetic, to be honest. <laughs> um, we'd started to press them again. Like, there was fleeting bits in the first half where we actually they looked terrified when we actually ran at them. And that's what our strength is and has been for three years, which the last two weeks has suddenly just isn't anymore. <laughs> um, so as soon as I thought... I saw him on the bench. I thought, "What the hell is he doing? He's lost it. He's lost the plot." The only the only reason Dendonka would be coming on is if you're making a double change and you take it off Matinho because he's he's 33, 34 years old, and you're you're actually bringing on the Invisible Man for Traore, who's got one arm. So, but you could have took off. You could have bought on Vinagre. You could have put Vinagre on the left. You could have took Jota off, who did, apart from running into people and winning a couple of free kicks, did fuck all again. There's the third one. Um, <laughs> he's done nothing since in the last four games. Nothing. And he, he wasn't great before the break anyway. And it's just a case of you've got five substitutes. Just use the bench. They're on the bench for a reason. You haven't got to use Oscar Burr, obviously. You haven't got to use John Ruddy. <laughs> but there's players there who haven't even got had a chance. And I think now we've got... No, he has lost us that almost fabled Champions League spot. Give these, rotate a little bit and just give someone else a chance because Jota's running on empty. Jimenez just can't be replaced, so but that doesn't really matter. I mean, it, when you had the situations in the second half when Jimenez was on the ride white, yeah, uh, yeah, wide right, crossing balls in and decent balls yeah. as well, but he wasn't in the box. So it was like the old bully thing situation where bully could put a decent ball in the box, but he wore it in the middle to edit in. And you just, I was just sitting there, just gobsmacked at what was happening. When it's, I think watching it on telly is a bit different because obviously a lot of us have never experienced this before, and we we're always there. If we'd have been there, he'd have been getting pelters for the last two games for his his decisions for on subs because it's just not good enough, and there's there's no reason to be for him to even make that change. There's no, I can't see any feasible reason why you take why you bring it back to three five two when we're actually pressing at that point in the game. And from then on, it was just downhill. And I still don't think they were going to score, but we were never going to get anything from then on. It was just nonsense. Yeah. I, I think, <coughs> well, I think that... Go on, Jordan. 
No, I was going to say, look, my problem with it, just to add to that, is <clears throat> Nuno, Nuno has had six transfer windows now. So he, he, in theory, has got to be happy and comfortable with that bench. So he can't use any excuse to say, oh, well, we're lacking this, we're lacking that. You've had six transfer windows at Wolves to build and mould your own team. We've got to crack him one to 11, but the depth isn't there. My other point of that is as well. So we're chasing the game. If we lost tonight, we'd have been we'd have still been sick through the pointing hand on Sheffield United. So we weren't really going to lose anything by losing. We haven't even tried to win the game. And what we've done is we took Troy Ore off, who's probably our most expansive player. I know he's got a dislocated shoulder, so he should have yeah he should have come off straight away. But he's ended up playing seventy minutes of the game, seventy five minutes of the game. And you bring on the chap who played centre-half against England in the World Cup. <laughs> like, I'm not being funny. you got, and again, I'm not his biggest fan. you got Morgan Gibbs-White there, who's meant to be a number 10. Put him on. you got Daniel Pedence there, who no one's seen anything of. He looks shit hot for Olympiacos against Tottenham in the Champions League. We've not seen him. Like, what? I don't get it. It's so negative. And like, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but he's, he's cost us the last two games. I'm sorry, he has. No, well, no, I think this is it. And I mean, yeah, we'll probably have people listening to it who, who may say, oh, yeah, but Nuno. And, and, but to, to just to um, reiterate what, what Jordan said, and, and, and it's, it's there for everyone to hear, we're not in terms of criticising Nuno in respect of what he's done for us, but you have to speak for the here and now, ultimately. And, you know, you're there as, as a football manager to be shot at and it's cliche about being as good as your last game and obviously the last two games haven't been good enough I mean the other player which I, I, I don't get and I kind of do because he probably didn't have a great start when he's played is Vinagra as well you know there was a point in, in Nuno's managerial reign where he'd bring Vinagra on you know maybe with 30 minutes to go and, and with the tricks that he's got in, you know in his lockout what, why is he not getting a run out? You don't even have to play him instead of Johnny because Johnny is solid. You could, yeah. v- Vinagra has played in a front three at times. I mean, he's got the skills to play there. You could you could even play him. You could or even play him just off. He's that he's talented enough, but he hasn't had a chance. Like you said, he hasn't had a chance for the best part of eighteen months. It seems, and we signed him up from for pittance, considering the, the skill that he's got, and we've seen what he can do more than enough times. And no, no appearances whatsoever. Gibbs White had what a, a mini, a token mini, and yeah, I don't like him either. But it's something different. And so we've had like Jordan's point about him being a defensive negative manager. There's no problem in being a defensive manager if you if that's what you are and that's what you stick to, and that everyone buys into that system. But when you change your own system and mess it up so badly, like he has in the last two games, then that's when you're accountable. There's no problem with systems and how teams play. You stick to that. You do you. do you. But when you mess up, you are accountable. And it doesn't matter about oh, playing Stevenage five years ago, all, all that nonsense. And um, yeah, we know we were only promoted last season, but yeah, we're in the Europa League. We, we're in the Europa League last 16. We're not playing in League One anymore. We're not in the Championship. You're not newly promoted anymore. <laughs> you react to where we are now. And yeah, you, I know this is going to go and people, you're going to get Albion fans and all that. that. And then. 1982 nonsense down the road saying, oh yeah, we're Nuno, sack Nuno. No, we're not going to say sack Nuno. He just needs to, let's say, grow up. He needs to open his eyes at what's going on. 
because this has happened before. It happened in the championship for about four or five games where we couldn't buy a win. It happened um, last season when we went four or five games and people and it happened this season as well where people were questioning him. It seems he has these kind of Nuno blips where you get four or five games where he doesn't seem to have a clue what he's doing. And then all of a sudden we've revitalised again and we're brilliant. But at this stage of the season, we've got four games left. And can you honestly see us winning a game? Because I can't. I can't even see where the next... I can see us what... Chelsea are going to maul us on current form. <laughs> and then you're looking at... Ever- I know we'll go into Everton later, but if we pick up three points from the next four games, I'd be amazed on current form on the last two, uh, on the last two outings. Because, and I think going into the Olympiacos game, I think you can kiss that goodbye the, the way it's gone. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem to even come out... I mean, he said bravery and all this stuff and we miss the fans but so does everyone else it doesn't matter <laughs> you need to raise your game and I know this is being on a tirade and I'm not going to do this but it's just it was just so predictable that this was going to happen tonight and I've got no confidence going into Sunday whatsoever I don't think he misses the fans that much though genuinely like I know he says it I don't think he means it because he can get away <laughs> with playing no but I think he can get away with playing nah. like the kind of football he wants to play because there's no there's no immediate yeah. reaction to it, and no one can affect it. Like, come on, like if like Stu said, if like three and a half thousand Wolves fans went up there this evening and saw that, he'd be he would be like hung and drawn, quartered because it's just not acceptable. Honestly, it's not acceptable. And like <clears throat> again, Wolves fans with the perspective of we were in League One five years ago. Yeah, we also had Kenny Jacket and Leon Clark. Like, we ain't there now. It's a different team, <laughs> different club. Like, you've got to embrace the here and now. We had a fact we were in a fantastic position to come in the Champions League places, albeit through Nuno's decision making and the team and how well we played. But we've royally, I'm not going to swear again, we've royally messed it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it matters now. No, we're all good. But you know what? <laughs> and I'm not going to do this sort of. Um, Talk sport bollocks, where I'm just going to come up with a counter argument when it's you know you know it's just just set in the scene. However, to play a little bit, it's not even real devil's advocate. Point I'm going to try and make here is we know Nuno can react. You know, I think as Stu mentioned, you know, in his time so far, he's shown that he's shown that. For example, you know, when we played Huddersfield at home, and you, you could just see it wasn't working, and you know he changed formation and so forth. So he has shown that, and and we know he's a tactically very astute. I'm not as negative as Stu is in terms of us picking up points. Absolutely, after watching that and the the, the previous game, um, and I, and I know we started well, but I'm also completely aware of the opposition that we had as well. Um, but I do think he has got the ability to, to change things. For me tonight, it was kind of like he was playing stick or twist and he didn't kind of know what to do. And, and, and I think Jordan said bottled it. And yeah, I think that's fair because that, that's how it's been borne out. He was just thinking, I've got enough there to get us over the line. But I think he will um, make changes. And, and, you know, we're obviously all hoping for that. But I have no issues and nobody should have any issues in criticising the manager because this is what we're about, you know, um, and we're coming off a, a, you know, two disappointing results and, and performances. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to, um, to the Everton game um, after this. 
Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. Okay, so so we've been reviewing the um, the Sheffield United game. Everton, gents. Um, I guess after that performance, Everton. I've looked at their their results. Um, they, I think they beat Norwich, didn't they? And uh, Leicester, and then they lost against Spurs one 0 So they're not in bad form. How do you view uh, Everton in terms of an opposition? And um, yeah, Jordan, do you want to take that up first in terms of what are your thoughts? I know it's kind of strong after the game tonight, but as objectively as you can, what do you think uh, chances are for the Everton game? Um. I haven't got any thoughts. No, genuinely. <laughs> like, I had every confidence in the world. I thought, you know, I thought we'd get nine points out of nine. Genuinely, I thought, you know, pre-Arsenal. And um, I've got no idea how it's going to go. And I'm not saying that to be awkward. I just, no. who knows? I don't, I don't think Everton are very good, first mm. of all. Um, I, don't, I think Antwerp has done an okay job there. They're experimenting a bit with the team. They've brought in a couple of youngsters. Obviously, looking at next season, and yeah, like I said, the, the Rokay um, as a team. I think a team on paper we should be beating, um, but who knows? Literally, who knows? It depends what Wolves team turns up. Um, the one that's turned up in the last two games, Everton beat every day of the week. Stu, what about yourself? <laughs> um. What well, you said in the uh, before the break about me saying um, about picking up points, I was just I was just saying about picking up points because of how new no blips seem to happen. That it takes four or five games to kind of reset itself, and we're just running out of games. That's just my thinking behind it. I mean, we, we could. I watched Everton against Spurs the other night, and they were absolute dirge. It was it was dreadful. It's a dreadful, dreadful game. And it, I know Mourinho stinks the place out at the best of times, but Everton were just there was a joke. But saying that, they were solid. And like he said about Ancelotti, he's coming out and he's solidified him and he's done what he's done. I mean, if they they got a game in hand on us at the minute, at the time of recording, if they win that and beat us, they're only two points behind us. <laughs> that says it all. And they've been kind of dire all season long. But like Jordan said, I... Well, I said earlier, I can't see where the next point's gonna, the next win's gonna come from, even against Pickford and his dinosaur arms, and all the, the kind of, <laughs> the kind of, <laughs> the kind of usual Everton, Everton banter nonsense that you get with them, and it's just, it's just so hard to even think that far ahead. You know, how it's only suddenly, it's only four or five days away, but at, at this moment in time. I'd say no nil again, just because I can't see any change. Unless he's going to be radical and and suddenly play three five two with Matinho and Neves holding and with a with a Pedence or Gibbs White as a ten. Something that's the only thing he hasn't tried yet. If he does something like that, just to mix it up a bit. But on current form, 
I can see another ball drawing me watching Hamilton again after after about 60 minutes. What about in terms of perhaps not what you expect or what, what would you like to see in terms of team selection? You mentioned, you know, you feel that that first 11 was is arguably the best 11. Would you still go with that or would you would you be looking for a change or is it more about his in-game changes you would want to see for the, for the Everton game? I think I'd go with, I just, Jota just doesn't do anything. I don't say he gets us up the pitch, but there's, there's only getting you up the pitch and falling out. Like Grealish does that and he's in the, the second bottom of the league. And there's no point doing that. We're not in that position anymore. Just give someone else. I mean, we don't know about Neto yet, how long he's going to be out for. But we've got the players there. I mean, you can always bring Jota on. Just just start Prudence. Just give him, a, give him a chance. If If he's not very good, then fine. We just give him a chance. I mean, it might be forced on him because, but let me say, if Troy or he's out with his shoulder again, I can quite easily see his player going three five two and just eliminating that, eliminating that problem, and then potentially still not going to play. I just don't want, I just don't want Jota to start. Just give one someone else there and not Troy or Just roll someone else, not Jota. I don't care who it is. We just need to change it. For, just, just give someone something fresh. It's like I'm, I'm almost lost for words. How bad he is at the minute. And Nuno doesn't seem to see, and we have got options. So, I mean, personally, that's what I, I that's what I do. I don't if it's three four two or three three four three, whichever. Just put just start someone else with Raúl other than Jota. Jordan, if I come to yourself, then in terms of selection, um, do you think he'll change, and would would you change the side? Um, there's no way he's changing. Um, I would change it, but I don't necessarily know who for. Like, I mean, Pedence, I was quite excited when he came in. Like, I, like I say, I watched him against Tottenham for Olympiacos, and he was he was cracking. And even when he came on against at Old Trafford for that half hour, he looked good. And he's had snippets, but like all of a sudden, he don't trust him. It's almost like he's got like Nuno's nudes or something. Like, you just don't want to play him, does he? <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, I'm going to write that one down, I think. <laughs> but like, I don't know what he's got to do. And Martinho's just, his legs have, they haven't gone, but he's just 34 years old and played 51 games. Like, I would go 3-4-3 again and I would play, I'd put Dendonka aside Neves, I think. But again, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he'll play 3-5-2 and Troy Ore will be on the bench and, We'll see it being nil nil at half time again, most likely. Um, but there's a few of them, though, to be honest with you, especially after the last two games. Like, Willie Bolly, like, we haven't even mentioned Bolly. Willie Bolly yet. Like, no, I'm glad he, you have go for it, mate. Yeah, he, he, he's the person who you can't say a bad word about because he's that good. But honest to God, these last two games, I put it in the group and I wasn't joking. Like, I've seen Neil Collins play better than him. Like, today, like, there's a point in the second half. Billy Sharp at the start of the second half and nicked the ball mm. around him and left him for dead. I'm like, Billy Sharp? He won't quit 10 <laughs> years ago. And like, Bolly's looking around like, and like the first half, the ball, like, don't wrong, I accept players can have bad games and on a, he's fantastic. The best centre half we've had since Lescott. But the last two games have been shite, haven't they? Let's, let's not like, beat around the bush. It's, it's, al- it's almost like he, he, he needs to go back to the left-hand side. Because he 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 looks lost in the, in the space of him coming out and and bantering Arsenal on that video, 
he looks completely lost in the last two games. Like he's never played there in his life. And but the, then you got the same old problem: who plays on the on the, the other side of defence? You can't play Sace there. You can't play Kilman there. Bennett's not here, so you're kind of stuck with it. It's just a it's just a, another when our when our star players, so to speak, don't feature and don't perform, we are completely screwed because we are. Which you can say about anyone, you can say about any team, really. But I think, especially for us, I mean, I, I thought Matino actually had a decent game tonight um, overall. Yeah, but, but again, yeah. but he, from because of the job that him and Neves do, there's no, they're not told to go forward, either. They're not designed to go forward, and we haven't got that in the in the team. And maybe it's time that we we kind of mix it up and have someone like that in there. I do think for me, I mean, that the thing with Bolly is like. We've seen it now and again where his concentration isn't always on. And and I think Cody famously came out in an interview and said, sometimes you have to keep checking in with Bolly because he's that sort of laid-back character where sometimes things are too easy for him. And because he's that good at times, he can kind of drop... Oh, I can say bollock because we've said the worst already. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'll get himself out of it. But it's just been so careful. Ellis has a knee, really, the last last few games, and it's just been so frustrating. But I'm with you. I think Matinho had a much improved performance. I guess which puts me on the subject. You don't have to name one if you don't want to, but not not man of the match. But who wasn't as shit as the others? I don't know what what would you say in terms of yeah. If, if you got a man of the match, gents, at all from from this one, I'd probably go with Johnny. Like I said earlier, I thought he did nothing wrong. I thought he, he, I mean, he was he was absolutely massively exposed over and over again at left back with the uh, with their overlapping full backs overlapping centre backs thing, but again that wasn't his fault. And you're looking at players who weren't terrible <laughs> rather than who were good. Um, I thought at least he at least he looked like he was bothered and at least he was trying. Uh, I mean, he was popping up in he was popping up in the middle of in the centre midfield at times in the second half. What, what's going on? <laughs> if you got your your left wing back in central midfield because he's getting he's been starved of the ball and at least he wants it, at least he's showing for it. But as you know, Doherty and I mean, obviously we can't talk about Troy because he was he was one armed. Um, but Doherty, Bolly, Cody again, careless with distribution wise. Sace was just Sace. Um, I'd probably I'd probably go for Johnny on default of being a, a steady six and a half, <laughs> but that's that's saying something. Jordan, what what about yourself? Um, is there a man of the match out there that you could call on that one today? We're we giving him a point of calling. Half. half. Yeah, one that's been drunk and <laughs> and left left at the side of the bar for a while. Uh, I won't give any of them. I'll give my call into Joel Figueroa just because I love the bloke. I want to know what he's about. He's very mysterious on that bench. He's got the goggles, he's got the face mask. I want to know. I want to know more about him. So I'd have a call in with him. The rest of them, as Roy Keane famously said about David De Gea and Harry Maguire, <laughs> they can all walk home. They won't get off the coach for me. They won't get on the coach. He's a character. I was just just thinking back to your point about Nuno's nudes. So, but I don't know if it's the reverse really with Pedence. Maybe Pedence has sent something in his WhatsApp group, or he's been too quick to send a message out, and he's inadvertently been in- intercepted by Nuno. Or that, yeah, the, the, the conspiracy theories will be out though because it's kind of like just use him. 
Yeah, I it's exactly. He, he could have face swapped Nuno, couldn't he, with someone that he shouldn't have. Like, he, like one of Nuno's arch nemesis, who could be anyone, could be absolutely. Yeah. Anyone. But Warnock. yeah, face, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Pedence was videoing Warnock cycling around Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But no, I mean, like you say, I think there's there's, there's been support performances there. Um, we'll hopefully see, you know, a, a change in, in fortunes in terms of performances and, and result uh, when we're back on with a podcast, which will be um, post post Everton. So, um, yeah, from all of us, thank you for the, you know, we could probably go on all night, but I, I don't know in terms of what the cutoff point is. We, but I think what's great about these pods is we're recording these literally, you know, an hour or so after the game. So you're getting sort of the raw emotion and how we how we feel about it. So if you're enjoying what we do, please leave us um, a five-star review. We really do appreciate your support. Um, gents, anything else to add? Can we just talk a bit nonsense on Twitter Corner? Just to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've got any Twitter Corner um, tonight, unfortunately, because uh, the, the, it's coming sort of fast and furious in terms of uh, the pods. But um, if you've got any questions, should we not have as good a result again, or, you know, let's hope not for the next game, then you can email us direct um, or you can obviously get in touch with us, as Stu says, on Twitter and, and we'll answer any questions that you have um, as well um, going forward. Um, Stu, as well, you've recently launched um, another podcast as well whilst you're on um, Cage Fighting. Um I guess the latest episode of that's out, and how do people find that if they want sort of a distraction and a, a different podcast to listen to? Yeah, if you want, if you want to listen to uh, me, Matt, and Andy talk about Nicolas Cage films and um, films in general, it's Cage Fighting Pod on Twitter. You'll find us on there, and all links to podcasts. I think there's four out so far. I mean, the, the last one that came out this week, we talked about uh, The Rock, and I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I know I know that we're recording one on Friday. So um look out for that one. For the Rock and Conair was the one that's out now. Um but next week's if you wanna if you wanna send a, a um a question in to us to uh anything you want on film and that kind of thing, Cage Fighting Pod on Twitter. Bro, well tonight wasn't a box office success. <laughs> and, <laughs> and- and 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 the the critics are definitely out, I think. And, and but you know, within within reason, um, from what we've seen. But um, let's hope next time we're we're, we're chatting, uh, we're perhaps chatting, um, and things have been reversed, and uh, and we're back to winning ways. But from me, Jordan and Stu, uh, thanks for listening, and see you soon. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. 
It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank.